Hi, I'm Nicole Tillman, the worship director here at Shore Christian Church. We are so glad that you're here, and we hope you enjoy this sermon from our new series, Broadway at the Shore. To hear more sermons like this, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right, 525,600 minutes left in this service. <laughs> how do you measure the life of a year? I mean, how do you, how do you measure? Because we all measure it differently. Um, and that's the title of what I want to talk to you for the next uh, 25 uh, minutes here. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And I pray that you, say me, that's right, he's talking about me right here, that I can be rooted and established in love and may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp. How can we ever grasp? But he's praying that we do the, the width, the length, the height, and the depth of God through his son Jesus Christ, his love for us. And to know that this love surpasses all understanding, all knowledge. And that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And then this is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. I love it. Because it just blows my imagination to try and fathom what God can do through me. See, God doesn't just want to do things for you. He wants to do things through you. He wants you to be a vessel for his immeasurable power to be worked through. This is what he says. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more. Say more. Could do more than you can even ask. You don't even know how to ask for what God can do through you. You can't even imagine what God can do. Even in your wildest dreams, your wildest imagination, you can't even comprehend what God can do through you, it says, according to his power that is at work within us. How do you measure your life? Because we all, we all do it. We all uh, always measure ourselves. You know, sometimes we measure ourselves against other people, right? And, and how do we measure up? Uh, this sermon is for short people. Do I hear an amen from short people? This sermon is for you. This is your sermon. This is your sermon to share with all your friends because this is for you. Because, you know, like my goal always growing up was I want to be taller than my dad. I want to be taller than my, my dad was big. He was six foot two. And I was like, just get me to six three, baby. Get me to six three. And then I fell short at six one. It was like God was just there saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in your own strength, you're never going to measure up, kid. You know, I, I, because I, I love to measure things. And, and I, I'm an only child. Um, I never had a, a brother or sister. Um, probably the person I consider closest to me uh, as an older brother is uh, my friend Anthony Telford. I'm going down to see him uh, this week, actually, for a few days. He played uh, Major League Baseball for about 15 years for the Expos and the Texas Rangers. And, and I remember I would always want to beat Telly. I'd always want, whether it was racquetball or ping pong, I knew I couldn't beat him at baseball, so I never played, never even threw with him. Uh, you know, so, so I remember this one time, I thought I was like kind of feeling myself. I was like 22, best shape of my life. And so I thought I'd try and like tackle Telly in my house. 
you know, right in the living room floor. He'd never see it coming. And so I snuck up behind Telly, tried to get him in a full Nelson. Man, he kicked my butt so bad. And then he didn't, he didn't let me say uncle. He said, as he's got me in this brutal, like, arm bar move, he said, yell, I want my mommy. And so I did. I'm like, I want my mommy. And, and then Pastor Rhonda came and straightened Anthony up because Anthony, he might not be afraid of me, but he's afraid of Pastor Rhonda, you know. And, and so, and so he, he goes to me, I'll never forget, he goes, he goes, Isaac, you may beat me one day, but today ain't that day, boy. And, you know, we all, like, like, like I like to measure on a scale of one to ten, right? Someone tells me, is that restaurant good on a scale of one to ten? How good is it? You know, Judah is playing soccer, uh, and uh, we were at the game the other day. And uh, he, he comes to me after the game, and he's like, I was like, how did you, you guys do? He's like, we tied. I was like, no, you didn't. You lost. He's like, no, we tied. I'm like, no, Judah, I counted. You lost four to two because there's always a scoreboard. But here's the question. How do you measure what's immeasurable? You know, that's, what, like, that's what's so challenging for me is pastoring a church and, and preaching sermons. I'm very competitive, but, but how, how do I measure a sermon? Do I measure it by the applause? Do I measure it by the laughter? Do I measure it by the attendance? Because I could get the, a lot of applause through a sermon, but that doesn't mean it impacted anybody. Sometimes the, the quieter you are, the more that the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. You got your arms crossed because you're realizing that I'm just up here reading your mail, telling you everything about your life, and you're just closed off because you're exposed. Because some, how do you measure these things? You know, how do you measure love? I mean, something that is so immeasurable. How, how do you measure these things? And we struggle with this. And, and a lot of times we focus so much on measuring things with, with a stick, with a ruler, things that we could see. We love to be able to measure height. We love to be able to, to take our measuring sticks up to people and try and figure out how big they are, how tall they are, how important they are, what's their net worth, what's the attendance of your church, what's your annual income, where did you grow up, what's your education level. We love to ask questions that probe and answer that we can measure. And secretly or subconsciously or whatever, that's what we pretty much do when we ask people questions. Hey, how you doing? Uh, where did you go to school? Um, how, how old are you? Do you have any kids? Where do your kids go to school? Uh, how many people are in your church? We're asking these questions, but we're, we're secretly kind of measuring people up. I think maybe to see where we stand or or to kind of see where they stand, and we, we pull out our rulers and measure them. But how do you measure your life in love? The Bible says that, that you can't even grasp the, the height, the depth, the width of God's love for you. That it is immeasurable. And we struggle with that because we can't comprehend it. We can't measure it. And so often we walk around life with our rulers, with our measuring sticks, trying to measure what God can do through a person, what God can do through me, uh, based off of the measurables, based off of the potential that you can measure inside of a person. And there's this one story, I love it, in the book of Zechariah. This is Zechariah prophet who's prophesying about a new day that's coming, prophesying about a new Messiah that's coming. And this is what it says. Uh, he, he has a vision. He says, I looked up, and there before me was a man with a measuring line. He had a measuring stick. And what was he doing with that measuring stick he had in his hand? Uh, he said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to measure Jerusalem. 
talking about the new Jerusalem, the new church, to find out how wide and long it is because that's what we love to do. We love to measure things, see what the potential of something is based off of how big it is, how, how strong it is, and we take our measuring sticks out and, and we measure our own self with this measuring stick. How, how, what, what, what's your education level? What are your parents like? Uh, how do you talk? How do you speak? What, what's your potential? And we measure our future based off of where we stand today. And, and this is what I love, it because it says, uh, the angel came and said, run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord. And I will be its glory within. Some of you, you are measuring yourself out of a miracle. Because our, you are limiting your unlimited God based off of your struggle and your circumstances. And people would do this to Jesus all the time. But Jesus cannot do miracles. Jesus cannot move in your life when you are trying to measure how far he could take you. That's why Jesus couldn't do any miracles in his hometown. If you, if you know the Bible, Jesus couldn't do any miracles or very few in his hometown because people would look at him and say, isn't that Joey's boy? Isn't that the carpenter's kid from down the block? Well, you know, who is he to be the Messiah? Because they, they were measuring what Jesus could do. And here is this unlimited God that says, when you put a measuring stick on my potential through you, then you know what? I'll go find a vessel that could put the measuring stick away. Because what God can do is immeasurable. In the Bible, there was this story of this uh, young man named David. And David was a, a teenage boy, and uh, there was this one king who had the height. He was handsome. He was strong. He had all the measurables. He ran a 4 four forty. He, he had, you know, graduated from, he had it all. His name was Saul, and yet he didn't have a heart. And so God said, I'm going to reject him, and I want to go find something, somebody that has a heart that I could use. See, some of you, the reason why, I don't want to get in your business too much, but I'm going to. The reason why uh, you're, you're divorced, the reason why your relationships never seem to work out is because you're measuring a man, you're measuring a woman with a measuring stick by what you can see. And that has gotten you into a lot of trouble. I always tell, you know, you know ladies, marry Steady Eddie. Forget about Sexy Steve. Sexy Steve is trouble. I know he's sexy now, but give him 20 years when his hair starts falling off and his beer gut starts hanging out. You want to marry Steady Eddie. Eddie has never been more sexy than 2018. I'll leave it right there. I'll leave it right there. All right. And, and so here, here's Samuel trying to anoint a new king. And, and he, he sees um, all the boys from this man, Jesse, all his sons, and he sees the first one. And the first one, man, he's got the measurables. Man, he's tall. Man, he's got broad shoulders. Man, he's got the pedigree. He's got all the measurables. And then the, the Lord speaks to Samuel and said, I have rejected Eliab. That was his name. 
Because I don't want you to look, the Bible says, at his outward appearance, how tall he is, how broad his shoulders are, how chiseled his features are, what his resume says. I don't want you to look at that because I choose differently. I don't measure by height. I measure by heart. And you know what? That, that's what I, I want to see my life measured in heart, not in height, baby. Because height can only take you so far. When you measure in height, you will never measure up. But when you measure in heart, then God says, that's a vessel that I could work through. That's a vessel that I could move through. In, the, in this show, Rent, there were some people that had height. There were some people that had money buying all the buildings in New York City. They, they thought that they had it all figured out, that life was about, about money and building and evicting people and, and, and about stepping on other people in order to make their way up the ladder. They had height, but they didn't have heart. Man, I want to in this life, I, it's not what I could get out of it, it's what I could give. See, people that are about height are all about what they could get, what they could get out of a person, what they could get out of a church, what they could get out of a job, what they could get, what they could get. And you'll always be left empty, you'll always be left wanting and confused. But if you could learn that life is about not how much you could get, but how much you could give, it's not about how high you could climb, but it's about how big your heart can become. Because God says, I want a man or a woman that is after my own heart. Are you measuring? Because this is deceiving. You know, I can spike up my hair real good, and I could go up on my tippy toes, and, and I could put on clothes that make me cover up things that make me look real good on the outside. But you know what we need to start kind of measuring ourselves by is not, not, a, not a ruler. Because the scale never lies. Some of you, you need to step on the scale because you're trying to cover up things on the outside that the scale is revealing on the inside. Because what this does, it doesn't measure how tall I am. This doesn't measure you know, how good I look on the outside, but this measures exactly what is inside of me. And God says, I don't want to measure what's on the surface. I love what that scripture says. Put it back up. Uh, uh, Zechariah chapter two, verse, verse five. It, it says that, that my glory is within you, and I have a wall of fire around you. God is not concerned with what's on the surface of your walls. God is not concerned with how fancy your walls are decorated, the labels that you have on the walls outside of your body, what you wear, the brand of your purse. He could care less about what kind of house you live in. He could care less about what kind of, he doesn't care about the measurables, what everybody could see, but he says, I want to fill your house with glory within, because it's about what's within you, not about what's on the surface. I've met some great surface people that are so hollow on the inside, and when they get on the scale, man, they're a lightweight. And then I've, I've met some people that, man, they, they maybe don't look so good on the outside, but they got some substance within them, that they're not just fancy, but they're faithful. I want some fruit fancy people. You know what? Yeah, you fancy. But are you faithful? I, I, because I've seen some fancy people, man, fancy talkers, fancy clothes. But then when the hurricane comes, 
They're so hollow on the inside that they just blow away like the wind. Some of you got some fancy people in your life that you need to get out of your life because they're not going to be with you in the storm. I want some people with substance. I want some people with some weight that will stand with me and fight with me and be there with me during the storm because it's what is inside of them that will anchor them in the storm. The glory within. Glory in the Hebrew is this word kavod. It means weight. God, that's awesome. God wants to put his glory within me, his weight within me, so I'm weighted down. Bible says in Hebrews that we have this sure and steadfast anchor for our souls. That is Jesus Christ. We got an anchor for our souls. So in the next five minutes... Ten minutes. I want to give you four questions about how are you measuring these things. Number one, how are you measuring the results in your life? Because a lot of us, we just measure results by what we could get now. What can this do for us now? How is this going to make me feel right now? Some of you, you, you are still paying for mistakes that you have made because you based your results on what you could feel now, not on is it fruitful for my future. And I love the story of David and Goliath. You know, you see David is this little tiny, you know, runt. And Saul looks at him and looks at Goliath and said, this is not going to get a good result because the odds are not with my boy David. And David wasn't concerned about the immediate results. David wasn't concerned about the height of Goliath. David was concerned about the weight and the glory that this was going to bring to the kingdom of God. Because Goliath had the height. He was nine feet tall. That's a big dude. That is a big brother. I don't know if he's a brother, but I just said that, all right? <laughs> That's cool, right, Amelia? All right. <laughs> That's a big dude. I, I mean, I, I met Shaquille O'Neal. By, by meeting him, I met I walked by him one time. <laughs> I mean, and this dude's knife. I mean, that's a big dude. But, but David, this is what I love about David. David says he might have the height. But I got the weight, baby. And you know what? Sometimes you don't measure your battles by how high and how big your opponent is. You measure your battles based off of how much weight and glory this is going to bring forth to my God. That, that I'm going to go through this battle. I'm going to go through this struggle because there is weight and glory that is going to come forth through it. And when David took down Goliath, it ignited a revival amongst the Israelites, amongst his people, because it brought glory to God. Number, number two, how do you measure this experience? What I mean by that, how do you measure the experience that you're going through right now? How do you measure the struggle that you're in right now? Struggle for your marriage, struggle for your children, struggle for your job, struggle for your, how do you measure this experience in your life? How do you measure it? Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, I was in so much trouble that I, I despised my own life, that I, I, I was suicide. I didn't even want to live anymore. I couldn't even understand how I could live anymore. And, and later on in that book, uh, I love it. This is what Paul says. I, I despaired of life. But then he says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly on the outside, man, things are wasting away on the outside. Every single one of us. Look at your face every morning. There is no fountain of youth. You're just going to get more wrinkles. I'm sorry. 
Don't care how many chemical peels you do or fail, whatever, man. I, I, you just can't reverse this curse. That on the outside, we are wasting away. I mean, it's just going to get lower and lower and droopier and droopier. Because if you're measuring things on the outside, you're just going to get more depressed and more depressed day after day because there's no reverse in that curse, baby. But you know what? If you begin to measure what's within me, that is, what's the glory of God within me? Am I growing on the inside? Then you know what? Depression, you have to go because I'm growing on the inside. I'm stronger on the inside. That's where the battle is won is on the inside. If you're always measuring your life, then you're always going to be depressed and struggling and frustrated and mask up, mask on everywhere you go. But if you could understand that it's about the weight advantage. And that's what, that's what he said. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us. But Paul, they're not light. <laughs> you're in prison. You're being beaten. You're being, they're not light. But yeah, but compared to, compared, see that, compared to the glory that God is bringing forth in my life. Man, when you focus on what's within you, then what's going on around you carries no weight in your life. Drop the stick and pick up the scale, baby. Number three. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having to cut some of my sermon. Somebody say amen. Now you shouldn't say amen. That was a trick. You messed up. What's the matter with you people? What do you mean, you people? Number three. Yeah, someone's like, get to number three in the front row. Number three, how do you measure your net worth? I mean, net worth, what we say net worth is assets minus liabilities equal your net worth. Net worth of the people uh, uh, in, in rent was like negative. I, I mean, they, they had nothing. I, I mean, they, they were dying of AIDS. They, they were getting evicted from their house. And people would look at them that they are worthless. Because net worth is based off of assets minus liabilities. And you know what? That, that may be good for a minute, but that carries no weight in your future. That carries no weight in eternity. What your net worth is, you want to know what your net worth is without Christ? Nothing. Negative. You owe. The wages of sin is death. How am I going to pay my rent? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I, I owe. There's this story about this prodigal son. And the prodigal son, he takes all his money, goes to Vegas, Amsterdam, who knows. And, and he just, just wild living crazy, you know, casinos, strippers, all the drugs, everything. And because and, he wanted it now, he wanted results now. And then he ends up losing it all. And we read the story, and, he, and he's in the pig pen, muddy, eating pig food, hanging out with the pigs. You know you're at rock bottom when you're hanging out with, with the pigs. No offense to anyone that hangs out with pigs, but. And, and he realizes, like, what am I doing? I, I, I got to go back to the father's house, because at the father's house, even the servants are eating better than this. But he's, this is what he says, but I can't go back without an I'm sorry letter. And so he, he writes this letter. And he, he says in this letter, as he's about to go back home and talk to his father, he's, he writes this letter. 
Father, I've sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be your son. And a lot of us, we feel that same way because we are basing our worth off of our performance. That when we perform well, then we're worthy. That, that maybe if I perform good enough, then I could be worthy enough to come into the Father's house. Then I could be worthy enough to come to church. There's people that didn't come to church this morning because they didn't think they were worthy. It's because the devil's a liar. I, I have a son and I have a daughter. And guess what? The moment that they were born, they were worthy. They didn't have to earn their worth in the Friedel household. They were born worthy. They were born loved. And our worth is not based off of performance. Our worth is based off of our birth. You are so worthy. Not because of you, but because of who created you. Who made you. He's the only one with the right to measure you. How am I going to pay my rent? I'll tell you how. There is only one way, and it isn't based off of your performance, how good you do, how many doors you open for little old ladies, no offense to little old ladies, how many you know, good deeds you do during the week. It is based off of nothing of that. It is based off of the only one who was worthy, the Lamb of God, perfect and sinless. And then when you put your faith in the Lamb of God, suddenly you become worthy. Number four, and finally, how do you measure time? How do you measure time? How do you measure moments in your life? Measure them based off of days, years, saying the song, cups of coffee. How, how do you measure your life? How do you measure your time? I challenge you to live in the moment. Love in the moment. Be present in the moment. Be with your family in the moment. Forgive in the moment. Because that's where God, God, is, God is in the moment with you. I, I got one of the, the greatest illustrations I, I, I feel of, of what it means to live in the moment. When Jesus was, was dying on the cross, he was in the, he, 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 it was three crosses on the, on the hill. One on the left, one on the right, and then there was Jesus right in the middle. And there was one thief on his right and another thief on his left. God spoke to me and said, we got two thieves on our left and on our right too. One thief is called your past. That if you live in the past and you live with regret and guilt of what you have done, the mistakes that you have made, it will rob you of your moment today. And then the other thief is your future. If you're always saying one day, one day I'll forgive. One day I'll get my life right with the Lord. One day I'll surrender. One day I'll let God use me. But right now in this moment, it's about what I could get. It's about what, what I could do for me. Then, you know what? Man, you're, you're, you're a lightweight. But when you say, you know what? He is a present help in time of need. He is a present God. He's with me in this moment. He could use me in this moment. I don't have to clean myself up. It's not about my future. It's about what God can do with me today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. I, I'm not, not to go there, but I'm going to go there. Just last night we found out 
one of our good friends passed away suddenly. And, and, and man, man, God, running like, like, when was the last time I talked to her? And, you know, live in the moment. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. How am I going to pay my rent? Only through the blood of Jesus. How do you measure your results? How do you measure this experience? How do you measure your net worth? How do you measure your time? I thought you would appreciate this. R-E-N-T. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? All right, stand to your feet right now. Give the Lord a hand clap if this sermon ministered to you at all. Amen. Let's just bow our heads right now and let's just close in prayer. Father, we thank you so much that you have made us worthy. I thank you so much that, that there is only one who could pay our rent. For the wages of sin is death. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's people in here this morning that, that you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. The Holy Spirit spoke to you this morning and said, through your faith in my precious, perfect son, Jesus. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord and confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart shall be saved from eviction. <laughs> He's already paid for your sin. He's just waiting for you to reach your hand out and say, God, forgive me. I want a new life with you. Let's just say this prayer together as a church family. Dear Jesus, I thank you for grace. I thank you for worth. I thank you that you died for me. And you rose again on the third day. And your word says that whosoever believes in you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And today... I put my faith in you, my trust in you, that you died for me, and I am forgiven, and I am set free. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you said that prayer and, and you meant it in your heart, and you want a relationship with a living God this morning who could wipe your slate clean, who could pay your rent, who is the one who made you worthy. If you say, God, I, I, I need salvation. On the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up. Why, why, do you, why do you say to do that? Because it's a public thing. Jesus died publicly, so I'm going to put my faith in him publicly. If that's you, on the count of three, just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God, all over this place. Pray, give the Lord a big hand clap right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.